Somewhere out there, there's a man on a park bench eating his 500th PB&J. He has no idea Papa John's has new papadillas that are way better than a boring sandwich. With Papa John's best meats, cheeses, and veggies hand-folded into a crispy flatbread crust. Someone better tell that man. Get a new papadilla in one of four flavors for just six bucks. Better ingredients, better pizza, better than a sandwich. Papa John's. Not valid with discounts, fees, and taxes. Extra prices may vary. Hi, I'm Roger Love, your personal voice coach, and welcome to Love Your Voice. Today, we're going to talk about breathing. Yes, I'm sure you have heard more than enough experts talk about breathing. If you go to the gym, your trainer is going to have one way that he or she wants you to breathe. If you go to a yoga class, they might tell you something totally different of the way they want you to breathe. Then, if you take a dance class, the teacher might even have a third way they want you to do it. So, how did something so basic become so complicated? And why can't everybody just get on the same page with this? We breathe, we live, we stop, we die. It seems pretty simple to me. At least it was when we were babies. You and I were just hanging out in the crib, breathing just fine. Nobody taught us how to do it. So, where did we go wrong? What do you need to know today to stay alive and, by the way, have an amazing voice? Let me break it down for you and make it really simple. There are two types of breathing. One that's good for you because it gets a lot of air into your lungs, and one that's not so good for you, because it only gets a small, tiny little bit of air into your lungs, and then it gives you no control over the way that air comes out of your mouth. And why? Why do you care about how the air comes out? Because when you speak, the words are supposed to ride out of your mouth on a solid stream of air. But most people don't do that, which is why you hear so many weak, soft voices. And you're always asking them, what'd you say? Well, does that happen to you? Do people ask you to repeat whatever you said? Either way. Let me help you relearn how to breathe. And I specifically said relearn because I've already mentioned, as babies, we were really good at doing it right. Let's start by checking the way that you breathe. I'm going to count. And when I get to three, take a big breath in. One, two, three. Breathe in. And then... Blow it out. Let's do it again. But this time, before you do, I want you to pay attention to two things. Did you breathe in through your nose or your mouth? 
That's the first thing. And did you raise your chest and shoulders when you took the breath in? Okay, so two things. You're going to pay attention this time. Did you breathe in through your nose? And did you raise your chest and shoulders? Okay, one, two, three. Take a breath. And then blow it out. Again, three. Take a breath. And then out. Did you raise your chest and shoulders? Did you breathe through your nose or your mouth? Because here's why that's so important. We are born and we are supposed to only breathe in through the nose. Why? Because there are filters in the nose called turbinates. And the job of those filters is to, number one, stop things from getting into your body that you don't want, like germs. But when you breathe into the nose and it passes through those filters, the air, it also becomes moist air. So when it becomes moist air and it goes back to the rest of your throat and to the vocal cords, it doesn't dry out your vocal cords. The number one reason, and listen to me because this is super important, that you're losing your voice, getting hoarse, getting scratchy, is because you're breathing in through your mouth and not your nose. Check this out. I want you to open your mouth, and when I say three again, I want you to take a big breath in, slow like this. I just want you to inhale, okay? One, two, three. Inhale with your mouth open. Awesome. Then just let it out. Now, I want you to realize, didn't that feel dry? Didn't you feel all the dryness in the back part of the throat? Let's do it again. Breathe in with your mouth. Feels super dry. As a matter of fact, I bet, I bet you might have even coughed that second time or wanted to because your throat got so dry. Well, every single breath that you're taking with your mouth is making your voice dry. The vocal cords then get red and puffy and swollen. And then two hours into your day, you're wondering why you're always clearing your throat or you, or you just feel tired and weak or you don't have the volume that you had. You need to start learning to breathe in through your nose. Okay, now let me explain more. The lungs operate on what I call a balloon principle. You're supposed to breathe in through your nose, pretend you have a balloon in your tummy, fill up the balloon when you inhale, like the stomach comes forward, and then exhale. And then your tummy is supposed to come back in slowly. Practice this with me. Breathe in through your nose. Pretend you have a balloon in your tummy. Put your hand there on your tummy so you know. And then blow it out. And deflate the balloon. One last time. Breathe in through your nose. Let your tummy come forward. And then blow out of your mouth and get the air out. That's the way you're supposed to be breathing all the time. You are also not supposed to be raising your shoulders. The second type of bad Breathing is called accessory breathing, and that happens when you raise your chest and shoulders up. Everybody, take their shoulders and raise them up to the ears and keep it there. Wow, keep it there. No, no, stay. How comfy is that? Zero. On a scale of one to a million, zero. That's not comfy. Okay, let your shoulders down. Well, so many of you, when you breathe, are letting your chest come up and your shoulders come up, and you're wondering why 20 minutes in, you already have tension in your neck. 
But I just showed you after holding your shoulders up even just for 10 seconds or less, you were all ready to take a nap. You were like, I'm dying here, Roger. So you have to stop breathing by raising your chest and shoulders. You're supposed to have good posture where your chest is up and your shoulders are back and down. And then you're supposed to do what I said, diaphragmatic breathing, breathing in through your nose, pretending you have a balloon in your stomach, letting the stomach come forward, and then exhaling. Now stop thinking that this is going to make you look fat. I can't tell you how many times people say to me, Roger, I, I couldn't possibly do that. I don't want to look fat when I talk to people. And then the truth is, the people that you're mostly talking to, how many people are you talking to in the round? How many people are you talking to that are on the side of you, staring at you from the side? You're pretty much talking to people that are in front of you, right? So when your stomach comes forward, they can't even see it. What they can see is when you take a big breath into your mouth and you raise your chest and shoulders, you look like you, like you just were drowning. And, and if you didn't take that breath, you were going to die. So it's way more noticeable to see people breathing into their mouths and raising their chest and shoulders because they don't look very comfy. You don't even notice when you're talking to someone and they just let their stomach come forward. So you're not fat. You're fabulous. And just get letting the air come into the tummy is the way to go. Also, when you do it my way, diaphragmatic breathing, tummy coming forward, and then when you're speaking, the whole time you're speaking, letting your stomach come back in, you also have what I'm going to call the accelerator pedal. And this is a good thing. Put your hands on your tummy. Take a breath in, again through your nose. Let your stomach come forward. Now, if I want the air to come out fast, I'll bring my stomach in fast. <sighs> just brought my tummy in really fast. If I want the air to come out slow, take another breath. I'll just let my stomach come in so slow, so I'm deflating the balloon just a little tiny bit at a time. Why is this important? Because if you can control how air gets to the vocal cords, you can control the volume and the resonance and the pitch and the melody. You're now in control. The way you were breathing before, raising your chest and shoulders, in through your mouth, raising and lowering your chest and shoulders, that doesn't help you control the amount of air that's getting to the vocal cords. But I teach to have an amazing voice, you have to control the air and the vocal cords. And this is how we learn to control the air. Also, think about this. People are like wondering how to get the air out and does the air really want to come out? Let me tell you, oh my goodness, the air really wants to come out. Here's how I know this. When you take a breath and you go underwater in a swimming pool, what's the first feeling that you have after about 10 seconds? Not, man, I really want to take another breath. What you're feeling is like your lungs are going to explode and you got to get some air out. So you go, and you exhale a little bit and you feel you're like, well, I could stay underwater. Hey, nice fish. But then, and then you're, you're okay again for another few seconds. And you're like, whoa, my lungs are going to explode still. Still not thinking about breathing. You're just thinking I'm uncomfortable. And then you blow and you feel a little bit better. The lungs operate on what's called the balloon principle. When air goes into a balloon, the balloon is not happy. The balloon wants to pop when you put too much air into it. Why? Because the air inside of the balloon is putting all this pressure on the sides of the balloon and it can easily pop. I know you've had that happen to you and on a moment at your birthday that you weren't happy with. So the lungs do the same thing. As soon as you take the air in, the lungs 
do not want to be that big, just the same way the balloon doesn't want to. So your body is so happy when you let the air come out. And the only way to control it is to let your stomach come in slowly. I'm serious about this. Only speak while your stomach is coming in. I've said that twice already today because I want you to understand that you're probably holding your breath when you speak without knowing any further. Listen to me speak right now and you tell me, I'm going to count. You tell me when you think I'm holding my breath. Okay, here we go. You're a genius, so you're going to get this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Did you get it? Could you tell? Of course. Of course you could tell. So obvious. And yet, most people, if they're keeping their stomach stationary, they're actually holding your breath. So you didn't know this, but if your stomach's not coming out and in, you're holding your breath. And here's you trying to hold your breath and talk and sell, and communicate, influence, get through the whole day holding your breath. Occasionally, you will take a breath. And then you'll hold your breath again and get back into the conversation. And you wonder why you don't have an amazing voice and you're not influencing anyone and nobody else is feeling emotional about listening to you and that every sound that's coming out of your mouth isn't making people happy or move them in any emotion you want to move them towards. It's because you don't have enough air coming out. Have you heard about Propane Taxi? Propane Taxi is a propane grill tank home delivery service, and it's ridiculously easy to order a propane grill tank delivered right to your door. Now's the perfect time of year to get outside and grill with family and close friends or heat up the patio. Make sure you've got propane for any occasion. Go to propanetaxi.com, use promo code TANK10, and your first tank exchange is just $10. Promo code TANK10 for a $10 tank exchange. No delivery fees, no commitment, and no contact. Propanetaxi.com. Propane grill tank home delivery. Promo code TANK10. So interesting, but the way that we connect with people, I talk about breathing not being just something that is for you. I talk about communicating and using breath Because I know that when you actually speak to someone, you have the opportunity to physically connect. Here's what I mean. When I send the air out of my mouth with my stomach coming in, then there's a solid stream of air coming out of my mouth. You can't see it, but but believe me on this, it's invisible. The sound rides out, or is supposed to, ride out on that air And it's supposed to vibrate the body of whoever you're speaking to or however many people you're speaking to. So your sound is physically capable of vibrating their bodies. That's why I say that speaking is supposed to be a physical connection, not just a sound thing. But if you're holding your breath and talking to people, they're not feeling the breath. They're not feeling the vibrations. So you're really not connecting at all. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that interesting information that you need to know? That you actually need to deliver your breath and the sound to the people that you want to talk to if you want them to remember anything you say or care about anything you say. I say most people are really, really bad delivery people. You want this package, you've been waiting for it, you ordered it, and the truck drives up in front of your house, and there's a bunch of steps, and the truck drives up, 
and you see the driver there and you're thinking, oh my goodness, is that the package I ordered? I've been waiting for this for weeks. The driver has it. And you don't see the driver getting out of the truck and going to your stairs to walk up. So you think, what should I do? What should I do? I really want that package. What should I do? Should I run down the steps and say, hey, hey, don't leave. So I I have this fear of not getting the package. And then I see the driver start to seem like he's going to move because he doesn't seem like he's getting out of the truck. And I run down the steps and I say, do you have a package for me? And he says, yeah, here it is. Well, that's not the way you're supposed to have great delivery service. That driver is supposed to take the package to your door and say, here you go. Just what you ordered. And you're supposed to go, ah, thank goodness. I love this. Ah, Couldn't wait to eat it. Couldn't wait to read it. Couldn't wait to do whatever I'm supposed to do with it. So stop being a bad delivery person and learn that it is your responsibility to deliver the air, to deliver your voice to their doorsteps. And every conversation you have will be completely different. When you speak and you're holding your breath, you end up just having little bursts of air that come out. Here's a couple of words, and then here's another, and a few more, just a few. That's why people end up talking like this, because, um, that's why they add fillers, um, uh, because they can only get a few words out because they're holding their breath. I teach people, if they bring their stomachs in, to connect all the words together on a solid stream of air and then get to a comma, take another breath, then connect all the words together on a solid stream of air and put another comma or a period. So you're talking like this, but I really want you to talk like this. Do you hear the difference? Imagine whatever your favorite color is. I'm going to say red. I'm imagining when I speak that a solid stream of red is coming out of my mouth and going as far as I can see to the wall in front of me. Solid stream of red. That's my red. Now, then I imagine when I speak, that the words are riding out on that solid stream of air. So I'm speaking like this, having my solid stream of red words come out, as opposed to, here's a little bit of red, and another bit of red, a little splutter here, a splatter there, here's the red, a little more, red. Learn to speak only while your stomach is coming in, and that will make you sound rich and strong and resonant. Let me tell you the story of this English professor who came to me, she had this dream. She was from the South at a very prestigious Ivy League university, and she wanted to be the first female chair of the English department. There was only one problem. She was just an English professor, and nobody was taking her seriously. Her students would come up to her after class, after she had given them the graded tests that they had taken, and say, I want you to change the grade. And she'd be like, what in the world? She'd be thinking, what in the world would make that student at this university think that I would change the grade? But her students had this idea that they could manipulate her. And I knew exactly why that was when I heard her speak. She spoke in holding her breath the whole time in short little tiny phrases where the words came out. She sounded sweet and it had a Southern accent, but there was no power to it. It was too soft. It didn't carry out of her. It was like she was using her inside voice, except she needed her outside one. So I taught her how to breathe. I taught her how to do diaphragmatic breathing. 
and we created a lot more volume for her voice. And I showed her what I called color breathing, which is what I told you, imagining that your words are all riding out on a solid stream of air like it is when you sing. I did one lesson with that professor and I sent her back to implement what we had learned. Three months, not a year, not two years, three months later, she reaches out to me and she says, Roger, you're not going to believe it. First, the very first week after I got back from the session with you, nobody came up after I graded their papers and said, would you change it? All I did was get a little louder and get stronger. And I was breathing the way that you said, and my voice changed and they took me more seriously. But that's not the cherry on the cake, she told me. That's just peachy. That's good. But they just made me the first chair of the English department in the history of that university. And that's what is so worth celebrating. When I hear stories like that, it just makes my heart bigger because I know how important voice is. And you know I have a pretty simple reason for living, at least professionally. I'm just trying to save the world. So the only way I can do it is one voice at a time. So let me help you fix your voice. And that way you're part of my tribe and, and we're making the world at least sound better. And I humbly believe that if the world could communicate with sounds that were emotional, it would break down barriers and break down differences. Forget about all the things that we don't agree on. What if we could agree that these are the sounds that people should make so that we connect to one another, so that I feel you're authentic, so that I feel like you're telling me the truth, so that I feel like I'm feeling the same emotions that you're feeling. That's what it's all about. If you have any questions for me, and I love it when you send me questions, and I'll want to answer some of them on the show, just go to loveyourvoicepodcast.com and select Submit a Question for Roger. So I'm Roger Love. Thank you for listening. Practice your breathing this week and let me know how that works out for you. Be sure to subscribe, share this with your friends and colleagues, and join me in the next episode of Love, Your Voice. Somewhere out there, there's a man on a park bench eating his 500th PB&J. He has no idea Papa John's has new papadillas that are way better than a boring sandwich. With Papa John's best meats, cheeses, and veggies hand-folded into a crispy flatbread crust. Someone better tell that man. Get a new Papadilla in one of four flavors for just six bucks. Better ingredients, better pizza, better than a sandwich. Papa John's. Not valid with discounts, fees, and taxes. Extra prices may vary.